my name is Michael Bosey. Welcome to my podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing. This is episode 130. And let's jump right in. Let's talk about you and your expertise because you are an expert, right? You started a business around something that you know how to do well. And even when you're just starting a business, even when you feel like you don't yet know your customers really well, Let's face it, you have some base of knowledge about your sector or who it is that you're trying to serve, right? And you gain more and more knowledge the more that you serve your customers. At some point, you start to know what they need, sometimes even more than they themselves know what they need. And this all comes from the practice of serving your customers. So today's topic is part of this series, the Starting a Business series, It's a little advanced, right? It's not something that you can do right out of the gate on day one of your business, but you can prep yourself so that you can work towards it. And what I'm talking about is productizing your knowledge, taking what you know and turning it into something that you can sell. Now, this strategy can work for a variety of businesses, but it's absolutely perfect for consultants, advisors, trainers, Anyone who teaches people something as part of their business, right? So think yoga instructors, personal trainers, nutritionists, cooking teachers, coaches, uh, but even bike repair shops or brewers, um, coffee or beer, piano instructors, woodworking teachers. I mean, look, tons of different business owners can do this. So let's look at how to do that with a couple of very specific strategies taken right from my work with clients and my own business. Even if you're just starting out with your business, in your content strategy, if you go in with a concerted plan, you can be building towards something bigger from day one. So in this segment, I want to talk about productizing your knowledge, okay? You want to block podcast, video, whatever it is that you do, you want to be creating content, right, to provide value to an audience so they come to trust you. Little by little, that's going to happen over time until when it's time for them to choose a paid solution, you become the logical next step. Great. However, organic growth takes time. So what you want to try to do if you can is to work towards something that might be an output after that. And this is what I've done in my business. And I wanted to give you an example of this just so you can see how this works out in the real world. I'll use a couple different examples. The first one is blog to book. Okay, so with my clients, the overall thing here is that we're going to use a blog as a first draft to work towards a book. I've done this with a number of different clients. And here's how this looks. When you're starting out, you want to be very clear about where you're going on this. Even though it's going to take a while with this blog-to-book process, you want to lay out a table of contents, if you will, or at least it's a working table of contents. You want to have it structured and sequenced, right? Even if it's just, you know, a draft for now, it might change. As you interact with an audience, it might change. That's fine. But you want to start to think in terms of structure. So in other words, what does each chapter look like? And then... In that chapter, what are the three, four, or five, six sections inside of each of those? And can you make it largely uniform? Can you start to think in this structured way? And here's the other thing. 
the sequence really matters. When you're teaching something to someone, the sequence matters a lot. And hey, guess what? You're the expert, right? You have the expertise to say, okay, here's the first thing that you need to know. And then here's the second thing, which builds on that first thing, and then so on. You're the one who can lay that out. That's teaching. So lay out your table of contents, and then start to write. And we're going to blog. And it's going to be a first draft. And it's going to be, it doesn't have to be something that is, is going to be, you know, you want to put your best work out there, but it doesn't have to be the final thing that's going to be in the book. And in point of fact, it's probably not going to be. So think of this as you're building a draft of the book in pieces. And here's the thing. You don't even need to go in sequence. You can just pick the things that, you know, that are either relevant at that time or the things that you need for cornerstone content on your blog. It doesn't really matter, okay? And at some point, you're going to reach this critical mass where in your table of contents, you've built up enough of this content in draft form that you've interacted with people. You know, you've, you've gotten in, in front of people in a live manner uh, and you're getting reactions to it. You're going to reach this critical mass to where it's like, okay, let's now build this into a real first draft. In my experience, that starts to happen around the 60% mark, where you've got about 60% of the draft. Okay, now it's time to start applying a real process to it where you're gonna to start to form it into a book. You've learned a lot by interacting with the audience. You've got a lot of this draft content. Now it's time to start filling in the other gaps. Maybe you're not blogging anymore. Now this is a separate project, great. You might hire an editor to work with you, get everything in order, and now work towards a book project. And I have a couple of clients in particular where we actually sought a publisher at that point, where we knew where this was headed, had a lot of the manuscript already done, wrote a pitch, uh, and got it uh, in the hands of an agent and then a publisher, and then has, has seen publication by a reputable publisher. And whether you choose to do that or self-publish it, it doesn't really matter. The process is the same. You're going to be wanting to create content and be putting that content in front of people so that you get a test for it. But you can see that if you do this, you're really building towards something bigger. So you're using this content to connect, but it's also going to be an output that you can either sell directly or for many of the folks who I work with who are running small businesses, is sometimes this book is just a leave behind or sort of a business card, if you will, right? And they may even give this away for free. It doesn't matter. Whatever the case is, you're taking this, this thing that you build in pieces and work towards something larger. Here's another example from my own business. You can also go podcast to online course. Okay, so I produce this podcast every week called Marketing Without the Marketing, teaching soft touch marketing techniques to small business owners. And if you do a little planning up front, and I like to work in series where they're, you know, small collections or mini series that teach something to someone. So let's take a, a real example. For instance, I've done a six-part series on repurposing content, which is what I'm talking about here in this segment. So it's very metafiction right here in this, this segment. But this six-part series of repurposing content, the reason I wanted to do this in the first place is I kept having people ask me about this with the blog-to-book process or whatever. Michael, what do you mean by upstream content or your you know, upstream method? Or what do you mean by your downstream method? So I wanted to have these pieces that explain that so they didn't have to explain that over and over again. I can just say, here, I have an episode on that. Go listen to that, and then you'll understand that. But here's how you could do this, for instance, just to get you thinking and give you some ideas. A podcast, if you think of the audio file sort of linearly, 
is an intro to the podcast, the lesson content, and then an outro. Okay, that's great. So produce the podcast, plan it all out in advance so that you know what you're doing uh, before, you get, uh, you, before you actually hit record. Produce the podcast, edit it, publish it, get it out there. Thousands of people are listening to it. Great. But then I can take the lesson part and extract that, put it, the audio to a set of slides, and now I've got something that I can use for a course. Okay, so I can package that up. And you might think, but wait a second, Michael, you just said that this thing is available for free. Anyone can listen to it on your podcast. Why would someone go and either pay for a course, some of mine are paid and some of them are free. Why would someone pay you for the same content that you can get for free? Well, there's a couple things that you're gonna to wanna to do with this and that I do as well, is you wanna differentiate it if you can. So first of all, it's not in the format of a podcast with that intro and outro. It gets right to the point, right to the lesson. There's value in that. Secondly, there's no ad in, in the lesson content that's extracted as well, right? So there's no distraction, it's just learning. Third, it's got a set of slides with it, so there's some context to put into. If you're a more visual learner, maybe you get more out of that. And then also, the other ways to differentiate is you might have other content that goes with it. So for instance, I offer some checklists or templates, or maybe what I'll do is do a walkthrough with a screen share so that you can see a technique. It's not just an audio thing. I can't really do that on a podcast, right? But I can do it in the course. And guess what? That differentiates my online course, that segment, from the podcast audio, even though they're derived from the same lesson content. So you can see that you really do need to find a way to separate the content. And then of course, it probably goes without saying, if you're going to make an online course, and especially if you want to do one of two things, which is to sell it directly, or you want to use that to trade for email addresses, it can't be open to everyone if you want to do that. If that's your goal, to get someone on your email list, great, or to get someone to purchase the course, then you have to protect it. So you need a system to be able to take that content, put it behind some sort of wall that needs to be unlocked with a code or a purchase or whatever it is that you, that you do. So you need to build a system with that. Now you can do this through plugins and WordPress, or there are other ways that you can do this as well. There are other platforms where you can run a course, uh, but you do need to separate the content itself and then separate where it lives. And that's Obviously, that's really basic to being able to run an online course. So there are tons of different ways that you can do this. I've given you a couple of examples here, but to me, I'm always reusing content. I may not productize everything, but I constantly want to be repurposing the content that I use. I think a good rule of thumb is it can't be absolute, but as, as much as you can, don't produce one piece of content for one use only. To me, that's kind of a waste of time. If you can use that in different ways, great. Try to do that. But of course, as with everything that I say with my clients or in running my own content strategy, to do that, you have to go in with a plan. So get everything in order, know where you're headed, plan things out a few steps in advance, or even like I have with these online courses or this blog to book process, sometimes you're planning this out months or even years in, in advance. And you know what, that may seem scary, but 
take little steps towards it. Sometimes you can do little tiny mini courses, six segments like my repurposing content course, or you know another six segments here and there and can be building towards a larger thing. However you do it, just start with the plan, keep working towards that plan, be really, really persistent about it, and you will find yourself there at some point with something that you can use in a different way. And that right there is productizing your knowledge, and you may be able to go from a consulting business to something where you're actually selling knowledge products. People need this, right? They don't need to be credentialed. While that's valuable, think about it. Most small business owners like you and me, when we're trying to learn the very basics of running a small business, I need to know this one thing right now that's standing in my way. How do I do that? Oh, you can help me with your online course or your blog or your video or your podcast? Great, let me pay for that. I will pay for that knowledge. If it's just-in-time knowledge, helps me solve something immediately. You can produce stuff like that as well. You're an expert in your sector. Do that, provide value to people, and you'll be able to productize your knowledge as well. So what do you think? Are you up for this? Does this give you a new set of strategies, maybe to take the things that you already know and package them up into a product? That'd be kind of cool, right? Maybe it's something to sell. Maybe it's something to even just educate your customers up front so that they know what to do, what the next step is, right? Well, I hope so. And maybe you're already doing this, or maybe this is a brand new concept to you. Either way, I would love to hear from you. Hit me up in the comment section, uh, which is part of this the show notes uh, on my site, controlmousemedia.com, uh, or via Twitter, at mbozy, or just email me. And I left links in the show notes for you so that you can do so. I would love to hear your experience with this, or the things that you're considering, the things that you're struggling with, or the successes you've already had with it. It'd be very cool to hear from you. All right, that'll about do it for today's episode. Now, I do have video versions of the lessons in this series in the form of an online course. The course is free. It's called How to Start a Business, a Case Example. Not only are there video versions of the things that I've been talking about, but it comes with a bunch of free downloads and checklists and templates and links out to a bunch of other relevant sources. So it's sort of your you know, collected everything there for you. Sign up, join me in the course. Like I said, it's free, no obligation. It's just my way to pay it forward and help you in your path. A lot of people were nice to me uh, when I was starting out. This is my way to pay it forward. All right, left a link in the show notes for you so that you can sign up uh, or you can find it at controlmousemedia.com slash courses. It's there with my other courses, both the current ones that I've produced and upcoming courses in the future. Uh, hope to see you inside this one or one of the other ones. Uh, would be uh, great to have you participate. All right. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. 